All right, well, let's get this cool. thing started again, John. All right, here we go. Five, four, three. <laughs> Why can I count? <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Welcome back, y'all. Street Academy Podcast, <laughs> where we keep one foot in the academy and one foot in the streets. And we back. 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 All right, y'all. I love the fact that y'all always turned it into a musical. <laughs> Black people are great at that. Dr. Hater, you look real festive, though. Thanks. I These like, are my, like, uh, you these know, are my Christmas PJs. Yeah. Yes, stay in the pajamas on break. That's what I'm talking about. Pajamas all well, I put them on. I put them oh, on mind. special. I okay, put them on special. <laughs> but I'm going to be in them all day tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. You've been looking quite festive too there, John. You got a whole Correct. whole tree in the background and the red and white. <laughs> and bet on yourself. I love this shirt, John. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Dr. Hater, are you and your husband, y'all doing the um matching, do y'all do the matching pajamas? Christmas Let me tell family, you something. Family. Let me you, tell you something. Nicole and uh, Belafonte. I married a Grinch. <laughs> I married a Grinch. <laughs> As a matter of fact, our tree is bare because oh he ordered a Grinch ornament and was like, I refuse to put the stuff on the tree until the Grinch ornament gets in. Wow. However, oh my God. However, uh, in the words of Kelly, growth, because okay. this is one of two matching pajamas. Okay. This has been the first year that we are doing matching pajamas. Okay. And when we first started, he would not even wear anything Christmas. Like I had to <laughs> beg him to wear just like the little Santa hat. Mm-hmm. That was that was all he was gonna give. Mm. And now we're up to matching PJs. Okay. So you know this is gross. I don't know go, man. They angry up there, bro. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just playing. Shout out to my Chicago people, man. We love y'all. Shout out to the Grinch. The, the Grinch. Grinch. Have y'all seen those Universal Grinch videos going around on Instagram? Yes, they're hilarious. hilarious. The what? It's called the Universal Grinch. It's just this guy. I guess he's at Universal Studios, and he's so good at being the Grinch. It's like you know how mm-hmm. they'll have Santa Claus. You can go take a picture with Santa Claus. You can go take a picture with the Grinch. He's oh. so funny because he's he's in the role. He's in the role. He's rude. He's he's angry. It's yes. Funny. Yes. Oh, so real quick, I'm sorry, all, all of our listeners, uh, or even if you're watching on YouTube, I, I got a little cold, cold, cold. So I might be coughing throughout the episode. I'm gonna try not to though. Um, have y'all seen <laughs> there's this, it, it went viral. It was on the shade room and Shorty got a lot of flack for it uh she she did a video where her three kids was 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 sleeping in uh in the bed and she put on like a a santa outfit with a grinch with this ugly ugly grinch Uh ass and she climbed through their window and opened it up and like (laughs) you know she was looking it looked real scary and went through it and then like came and was like waking up the kids and they like two Four oh, they're super young. Yeah, yeah, they were super young. And when they woke up, they were screaming for their lives. They were like, oh, why y'all like to do these to this baby to these babies? And I think the old or the second oldest one was like kicking, kicking, and you know, she was just ah, 
And so it went viral and people was like, how could she, first of all, a lot of people was laughing like, yo, that was funny. But a lot of people was like, how could she do that, scare her kids? Because it, it really looked mm-hmm. real, real scary. So then she did a follow-up video with her kids and found out that the oldest one was in on it. So the oldest one like stayed asleep the whole time. But okay. Kids was like screaming for their lives, like, mama, help me, please, please. <laughs> it, it was so funny. It was as long as she knows that she's gonna need to put aside some thousands for therapy yeah, in about 20, be. 25 years. Yeah. Then they'll never forget that. But she need the college fund and the therapy fund. They're not gonna believe in Santa. That's for sure. They're gonna be like, <laughs> uh-uh. I don't nobody. Santa that reminds me. Speaking of therapy, that reminds me of the other clip with the Grinch that has been circulating on social media for a while. It's when like there's a yoga class. Have y'all seen this? Mm-mm. There's a yoga class, and the Grinch is in the yoga class, and the instructor says like, "All right, now, like." let let out whatever sound is inside of you um Mm -mm. you know to breathe and then all of a sudden the Grinch is like "Ah!" Like it's just just like the most shrieking scream and then he's like yeah I got a lot of problems (laughs) and I'm like that was so perfect I feel like that is like been 2021 2020 2021 it's just like so much inside of us it's just like ah I'm gonna find it and send it to y'all because it's great Mm. it's so good I'm so sorry. Shout out to uh, UPS, Amazon, FedEx, all of those people who are doing the Lord's work this season. Uh, I could tell this one was a little bit aggressive. So (laughs) he's like, I'm here. My dad called me this morning. My dad worked for UPS and he called me this morning. And I I was like, Pops, you at work? And he was like, yeah, man, these people want their packages. (laughs) I was like, it's true though. Right. I will say since the, pan- since the pandemic, I have started buying all kinds of things on Amazon as much as, mm-hmm. you know, Bezos is an, an incredible issue. Listen. I have begun to appreciate why everyone, why he's as rich as this motherfucker, <laughs> why, why he's as rich as he is, is because now I'm like, have people been doing this the whole time? Like you just go online and you search, search and you find what you want and you can mm-hmm. find it and Amazon brings it like in two hours <laughs> or mm-hmm. Or the I'm like, yo, this is, uh, I mean, because I was on hard time for a second, so I wasn't buying nothing. But now that I'm like, okay, I'm stabilizing, I'm like mm-hmm. I can get the little things I want. I'm like, yo, Amazon makes sense. I get it. I get why we're stuck in this thing. I saw, I saw this comedian say, he said, Amazon's so good. He said, man, I almost, you know, he said, I was getting ready to click <laughs> to buy something. And the dude pulled up and he was like, <laughs> I just saw you were getting ready. <laughs> I was getting ready to drop something off about two blocks up. I said, man, I'm going to just go ahead and drop this off to you, bitch, bro. It's all Dang, good. that's funny. <laughs> Listen. Amazon, you own it. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. This target marketing, like how they track us online and stuff, um, to, to put the ads for Amazon, to put the ads for all these things, th- it is dangerous. It's very it dangerous. is dangerous. I will show you exactly how dangerous. I just got my <laughs> new sweatshirt in the mail, but like the advertising was so precise. I was like, how can I not get it? What is it? Let's see. This is my new sweatshirt. Can you wow. See? Yo, they advertise that to you? 
I need this. Yes. Coach. That's got to be the. Uh, the yes. What were they <laughs> listening to? I don't know. But I was like, how do they know my exact height of my physical stature <laughs> and the physical height and the, and the height of my attitudinal stature? <laughs> it's the metaverse, dog. We in the metaverse, bro. That's what it is. We are That's what it is. That is exactly what it is. We in the metaverse. We in the metaverse. There was one time there, well, no, it kept running. There was an ad that ran in my Instagram and on Facebook whenever I go there. It literally had my exact lip color on it, the person. And I was just like, not only were they advertising something that I wanted, which I think was like Invisalign or no, it was like glasses, something specific that I'm like, I have talked Mm -hmm. about this, but down to the lip color, I was like, I have the lip color on. This is crazy to me. It's too it's specific. It's too specific. Instagram things be so precise. That's so where precise. I got this on Instagram. <laughs> oh, they're doing good. With it. I've done. I've done quite a bit of my shopping on Instagram. The analytics are crazy. In yeah. another way, it's just like when I think about metaverse. I have not researched or read anything about it, but if if really they're just trying to get us to buy stuff, yeah. do they buy? If that's the main thing that they get is, I suppose it's not the main thing they get. Besides getting our information, what else are they going to use it for besides selling us stuff? To track us? To, I don't know, you know, cause like activate your conspiracy theory hat, please. Like, I'm just wondering, like, I get it. They want us to buy stuff, but what else? Speaking of, what are we talking about today? I think we're talking about everything. We <laughs> are year in review. The whole year. The year in review. 2021. About to do 2022. Have y'all heard people saying that they're hoping that 2022 isn't 2020, comma, T-O-O? Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, the way this- I'm not doing it. The way this Omarion um, uh, (laughs) icebox where my heart used to be, (laughs) man. It might be. Y'all know how to tick? I never learned, man. I really want to still learn. I mean, I know it's like outdated a little bit, but I need to learn how to tick. (laughs) yeah but okay cool so how we starting it out uh amber i don't, I don't know i ain't got the list oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually starting it off by just talking about one of your favorite people on the planet john don't you recall Oh, Kanye and Kim. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kim again. Kim, Kim, Ku Klux Kardashian is one of my favorite. And that, Kim, if you ever see this, that is not my fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is Look not my fault. to the quiet I woman already. You. Come on, John. Okay. I love you, Kim. For real. <laughs> I support you. Nah, like, I, I'm really, when, especially when Shorty passed the baby bar exam. And she talked about how she failed all them times and she had to get up and like take it again and all of that. Man, I man, I really be, I really be digging Kim Kardashian. Like I really like, I really like her move. I do get, you know, the whole black fishing thing. I definitely, definitely understand that. But um, I don't know, man. I just I, I like her moves. I like how she don't really care what people think. She she wanna be a lawyer, she's gonna be a lawyer. She wanna get people out of prison, she's gonna do it. She wanna. She want to, you know, support Kanye, but, you know, divorce and, and live her life. And she going to do it. Like, she do what she want to do. She don't care. I like that. Well, you know, 
<laughs> I there's actually a line I watched it last night in the show you recommended, Godfather of Harlem. Godfather Harlem, shout yeah. out. Yes, and maybe Mamie Johnson said to Adam Clayton Powell, "Just because you started out on third base does not mean that you hit a home run." And I feel like that is very applicable to, um, I might've butchered the line, but basically what she's saying, what, what she was saying is like, you started out so close to the, to the plate that you can't compare that to somebody who wasn't even in the game at first and then got in. And I feel that way about the Kardashians, you know, mm. this little baby bar exam. So she didn't have to go to college. She didn't have to go to law school. She didn't have to like do any of the other stuff that people have to do. And now you get to have like this legal eagle platform. And like, I'm not saying that people can't be um, self-taught. I'm not saying that people can't do all that, but I just, I'm like, I just, given all the things and the resources that you have, like, mm. okay. Damn. It is true. Mm. Like, when I think about, like, so, John, you said you like her moves. What moves? So, uh, those, those things I just said, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I like how, you know, everybody was coming down on her for, for visiting Trump, but that's one, you know, that's one of my favorite things, but she got, look, look was it Latoya Brown? Latoya Brown out of jail? um uh, um com- convince trump to grant her clemency uh-huh. um you know and she's she's been behind a lot of the moves around uh particularly uh who was the guy in was it nevada or arizona who he was getting ready to 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 be um executed uh-huh. and, uh it was a whole big petition this was like maybe a month or two ago it was a whole big petition and then um and she was, you know, I don't, I don't think she, she definitely didn't start it, but you know, her voice definitely amplified um, this man's case. That is Julius Jones. That was that big one. I think, yeah, I think it was mm. a Jones one. Yeah. Um, so she's, I mean, she, she does that a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of those people that are l- greatly presumed innocent that are getting ready to have their life taken or are behind bars. She's definitely behind and helping to support those innocent projects. Um, you know, again, I, I, I like how, you know, I like how the fact that she is a mother of four kids, you know what I'm saying? And she just, you know, she, she, she seems, all this is, you know, on me, me looking in, you know what I'm saying? I don't know her real life, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I like all that. You know what I'm saying? I like how she did, how she hosted SNL. Everybody was like, Kim Kardashian hosting as and now how she going, you know, da, 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 da. and she went out there, she talks about herself. I watched the, uh, I watched the SNL episodes. It was really funny. She made jokes about herself. I like how, um, even with all this Kanye stuff and even with the stuff that Kanye did do to her and all the embarrassing things he said, especially about the fact that they was going to abort their first child, which is not something, you know what I'm saying? His daughter going to see later on. Mm-hmm. Never talk bad about that man. You know what I'm saying? She never did. You know, and I'm just like, man, like, I don't, I just, I just be watching Shorty and I'm like, again, she ain't like Malcolm X to me or nothing like that, but I just, I, I, I like her. You know what I'm saying? I just, I like her mood. We don't have to agree to disagree on that and many other things, Dr. Hader. But, you know, I'm, listen, if she is out here doing the Lord's work, then 
good for her. But I feel like there are so many other folks whose um, backs she's standing on um, Mm -hmm. to do this work who aren't getting the credit that they deserve um, while that credit is being spotlighted on Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amber. I was just going to say the irony of starting our podcast episode glorifying a white woman oh, does Lord. not elude me. Eritrean? <laughs> she is not Eritrean. You see, or she she likes something. Yes, she is. She's, she's Armenian. white. Right. Which is white. European. No. European AF. See, this is, see, John, they done got you messed up. They done your behind because these people are doing, that was another topic that we were going to talk about is yeah. all this, what people have quoted, I mean, have now coined black fishing. John, mm. being the blackity black mofo he is, he then forgot that Kim mm. K is a white, a white, capital Y, lowercase t, woman, okay? Okay. The same when we were talking about Adele, he forgot that Adele was a white woman. Because <laughs> they associated with black men. Capital yeah. B black men. They don't yeah. confuse. Yeah. So oh, she is. another thing, yes, yeah, she is. Surprise, surprise. Her skin did not give it away. Her husband did not give it away. Mm-hmm. Her black children did not give it away. Armenian, since the 1950s, many Armenians from the middle. So Armenians are from Russia. They're not from Armenia? They formed the second largest <laughs> <laughs> after our meetings in Russia. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that Armenia was part of the USSR. Like that whole like Russian bloc, Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a country in Asia. That's what I'm saying. Like she... You wouldn't bet not say she Asian. No, I... <laughs> No, but I just see a person of color. There we go. John just claimed it. I I thought I thought Armenia was in Europe, but it's not. No, Armenia is a nation of former Soviet Republic in the mountainous Caucasus region between Asia and Europe. Oh well, Caucasus. All right, there we go. Mm -hmm. But it's on the continent of Asia. You know what they call people from the Caucasus Mountains? Yes, exactly. We're we're done there. We're done. Caucasus Mountain. You got them. Although they are Caucasian, Caucasus Asian. This is ignorant. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, so John is about to go around saying Kim K is an Asian woman. She's yeah. a person of color. She's, she's a, she has a minority owned business. That is why John loves her because Kim K is a minority. Thanks, John. That's what we got. Okay. John confused. And now, now I'm confused as well. <laughs> I know, I know. And then Kanye, you know, Kanye been doing this thing. He dropped the crazy album, got all them streams. Man, Kanye. He, he squashed the beef. He evolved. He had a whole with concert with Drake. The greatest drink, drink champs interview. Dope. He did the Larry Hoover concert with Drake, raising money to get, you know, the good brother Larry Hoover out of jail. Shout out I think it's him. weird when billionaires raise money, though. Mm. I think that's a really weird, strange phenomenon. I'm not sure why you need to host an event to fundraise as a billionaire. 
Absolutely, which is why I never give money in the store. Ever. I don't ever. want to sound like a Scrooge or anything. No, but ever. I definitely support feeding the hungry, feed like all these little causes that, you know, um, they are raising money for. I absolutely, you know, support clothing, children, all that stuff. But I also don't want for some multinational corporation to be asking me for my three dollars exactly that's <laughs> or to I, round up my 50 cents that's why i <laughs> Y'all got it. prefer to do yeah. self-checkout during the holidays because mm-hmm. then the person doesn't get to ask me do you want to donate money to cancer and i have to tell them no because it feels worse <laughs> than i have to say no so it's like do you want to support you know st jude do you want to donate money to the children not today <laughs> Sounds weird when you have to say it versus yes. just clicking no on the screen. So yes. I avoid the self. I just go to self checkout during this little period because no, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it out loud. But I, I'm with you, billionaires. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me for a dollar? Mm-hmm. Why? That's We're fundraising for when you could literally a million dollars to you is nothing. It's not mm-hmm. even. It's like a dollar to you because mm-hmm. that's how much you have. Mm-hmm. Right. A million dollars is not a lot. I'm, I, I'm not going to go there. Gotcha. Right. Or we could go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I often do is like, I will go and like calculate stuff based on my salary. Mm. So like when I was in graduate school, our stipends were like $20,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, all right, if they have $1 billion and they're giving a million dollars, what would that percentage be of like 20,000? And, you know, like stuff would come out to like 25 cents. It would come out to like 50 cents, like stuff like that. And like, even as a broke graduate student, I can give you a dollar, 50 cents, like stuff like that. So that really helped to put stuff in perspective for me. That's a good thing. It's confusing. Well, speaking of that too, this year, the year of black billionaires, Rihanna became a billionaire this year. That mm-hmm. sparked internet conversation about what does it mean to be a black billionaire? What does it mean mm-hmm. to amass that kind of wealth? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, be a member of a quote unquote marginalized group, although she's coming from a country where everybody black. So mm-hmm. I love that. But then with that, you know, right next to that, we got, you know, uh, the Carters doing the at campaign for Tiffany's and that whole issue oh. with the diamond and it's just like what was the issue women, you don't remember the whole stuff with Beyonce wearing the Tiffany diamond and, say, and people were like oh the Tiffany diamond is a blood diamond how could she wear it oh. you know how could she not know the history of the whole thing and it didn't her boo have that whole song no that was Kanye West who had Jay-Z was on the remix be <laughs> sure what I thought that, but I was like, maybe I'm not. I'm maybe I'm not right. But well, yeah. So it's interesting. Like black billionaires are they detached from the rest of us? Well, okay. I'm glad you confirmed that he was on the remix because I I always say at some point, like if you are a capitalist, it's going to run against these values. And for Jay-Z to be in this song where they are not the whole song, I mean, obviously the whole song is about like amassing wealth in the form of diamonds, but 
some of the lyrics are, are questioning that questioning like blood diamonds and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So to participate in something where you are suspected of wearing this blood diamond, but yet you have this espoused value of right. not wearing blood diamonds, like at some point, like you're going to have to make this choice and capitalism often wins. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. Capitalism do be winning. Like John, in the Dream Champs interview, didn't Kanye say something about pirating something as a billionaire? But then he said, like, I don't like to pay for it. He didn't pay. He like, he said it was either like, it was something that he did not pay for. Like it was him being a pirate. I forget what it was, but he was talking about something. I don't know if it was porn or it was like something. He was like, yeah, I don't pay for it. Like uh, it might have. Oh, okay. I, I I do think I think it was porn. Yeah, I do remember. I remember. It's, so it's like even as a billionaire, yeah, you doing the pirate thing. It's funny to me the relationship to you capitalism. Got it. You, you got, got it. it. You can pay. It's all of us. I mean, but you know what? But think about it though. Again, think, think, think. I mean, okay. So so people people may people may look at you right, right. We're not billionaires by any stretch of the imagination, but we're also not on the street either you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. we have places to live you know mm -hmm. warm house food uh, all that you know and you know we can do a couple things that we might want to do maybe travel about buy some things we want or whatever what if somebody came up to you and was like um i don't know maybe a homeless person said hey can i borrow a dollar or you know hey can i have a dollar or five dollars and you know this particular time you said no and they was like you got a car i know you got it Mm -hmm. you like maybe i do have you don't know what i have you know what i'm saying maybe i do have it yes but i don't know i just don't like when people tell me like you got it i know i know you can do it but I mean, you know what i'm saying i'm kind of i don't know if that's like a full parallel like yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't someone asking me to spend my money on something that i may or may not want is different than me desiring to have something and not wanting to pay for it if I do have the means to do it mm -hmm. so I think like a more appropriate parallel would be like me going to I don't know Applebee's let's say let's use black restaurant let's say I'm going to slutty vegan there and I go. want Pinky to give me free burgers even though I know that I came to this restaurant because I was hungry and wanted this you know $15 meal. I have $15. I want a $15 meal, but I also want to like steal it. Like that's, that's a bit more of like a parallel to me. And I get what you're saying, John, about saying like, we're, we're you're basically saying like, when we see billionaires, we're like, well, you should be doing this with your money. You don't like the mm. idea of us being able to, of anybody else being able to tell or judging somebody else for how they use their resources. That's and fair. I still see that to as to a degree. What, you're right. I, I, to a degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still see it not as the same thing as I would say, like the regular smuggler person, because we are so the majority of Americans and the majority of American companies, apparently, be, once the pandemic hit, we're like one month away from homelessness almost, yeah. or two or three months or something. Yeah. We are so close to that line that when there might be a request for something there are a lot more negotiations i can imagine the billionaire life is so drastically different and that's the thing where i think where the internet really has us twisted thinking that these people are like us because mm -hmm. they're not 
like their daily life is so incredible. Like we cannot fathom it. I remember what were people, what was somebody saying? I can't remember, but it's just like, I don't know what billionaire conversation is. I don't know what billionaires mm-hmm. talk about all the time. They, they talk about different things than I would probably be talking about because my life is like right now, it's like, I have to work in a specific way to just kind of make ends meet, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's such a different life. Like I remember seeing Oprah even talking about something. She said, she don't go, she don't grocery shop. She right. don't go to the grocery store. Right. She was, and she was like, I don't know the last time I went to the grocery store. And then I was watching her do like one of her favorite things. She said something else that was just so beyond me of her just talking about like a regular thing that she's just never done mm. or hasn't done in so many years. That I'm just mm-hmm. like, we really like social media will have us thinking that we know these people that we identify with them in some way or that we're like them in some way mm-hmm. on a human level. Are we all humans? Yes. Do we breathe? Do we take, do we, do we urinate? Do we shit? Do we do all those things? Yes. On a human level, but the day-to-day, the mental process everything it's just like you also have to be able to sleep at night knowing that you have this massive amount of wealth that could be used to not just bring one person completely out of homelessness like completely Mm. but to bring nations out of homelessness to me that's interesting and when I say homelessness we we're literally saying you could right now be like as and it would not hurt you it would not even hurt you. You would not even feel it, okay? Entire nations, you, and when I say homelessness, I'm talking about the 360 degrees. I'm not just saying giving them a home. I'm saying paying for therapy, paying for mm. rehab, paying for all of it. You can literally take millions of people out of the situations that they are in and begin to help them and, and, and help them to mobilize themselves and have completely different lives. That's interesting to me when we have many billionaires in this world and that type of thing doesn't happen. It's funny. When it won't hurt you at all the 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 person on the street who I have to turn away because I don't have the dollar or the five dollars or something and I'm not saying it's not I don't have a responsibility to them because as human Mm. beings I think one of the issues in our modern times is that we don't feel connected to people we Mm. don't see ourselves and other people who are struggling in a way that we aren't so then people have a tendency to judge them more do we have a responsibility to people yes we also have discretion and I think discretion is important I'm just saying I don't think it's the exact parallel when it comes to like a billionaire it's just I just don't see it as the same thing I think it's funny Amber that you um you you brought up like that sort of um ability to bring like nations out of um homelessness and um like yeah and I think about um Mansa Musa because Mm. like I feel like he has been cited so much in like songs and stuff as like this very wealthy black man to aspire to, but that aspiration is also that he destabilized economies right, as he as he traveled because he was giving he was giving he was giving so much money to people who were in poverty that. <laughs> it upset like the social balance. Like you can't mm-hmm. have a economy if people can now afford to like not be in poverty. Like, and it, it just made me think about billionaires now. Like when we think about these black billionaires now, um, perhaps they can say that they are on Mansa Musa's financial level as far as like being so wealthy that you just have amassed all this money, but they are not, even touching him, not even close to his impact. Um, 
because if they were Mansa Musa, they would also be destabilizing the US economies or other national economies with how much they are pouring into black communities. Oh, okay. So that's the story I didn't get. I didn't know whether or not to say yes or no. I need to read more about Mansa Musa. So he was doing good for the people, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Okay, sorry. So yeah, like the the, the stories go that like, let's say he traveled from, from one country to another country and past countries in between as he was as he was just on his merry little way, he was just giving out so much money to people, regular ordinary people that the economy in those countries that he just passed through became mm. unstable. Okay, I see what you mean. Because at that point, it, it's like, it's not just like one Oprah. It's like, everybody's Oprah now. Everybody got Oprah money. So mm-hmm. now what we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like- And I'm not- Oh. Of gold. Like he gave away so much gold. Gold didn't even, it didn't even have that, it didn't even have any value at that point. So, but now Elon Musk, though, I don't know if y'all saw that tweet. Elon, the World World Health Organization tweeted or said something about how, you know, these billionaires have basically everything y'all said. These billionaires have enough money to get rid of, get rid of hunger in the whole world for the next hundred years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just won't do it. And Elon Musk replied, he said, um, send me the numbers and I'll send you a check. He said, I'll write a check right now. Send me the number. And we ain't heard from the World Health Organization since. I would love to see what develops out of that. That would be wonderful. But you can, I mean, you can Google it. He he was like, tip me. Tip, tell, tell me what it is. And then that would be, I mean, that would be a great example of mm-hmm. somebody. Um, I get I guess the thing too is, and I think about Mansa Musa now, and I think about also the argument of becoming a billionaire, right? Um like in order to get there, especially in a capitalistic world economy, you more than likely are using slave labor of some sort, right? Um, And so, and yet in order to be able to have the impact at the level that you could have the impact at the level of, you know, upgrading an entire nation or cities or whatever, you have to get to the point where you can actually amass the amount to be able to do that. So it's like, do do the ends justify the means? It's like, if I, if I have to get to a billion dollars in order to spend a billion dollars. So yeah. how do I get there? You yeah. know? And so it's just like, does, does that make it okay? Cause it's just like, I have to be able to save a million to spend a million to be able to just write mm-hmm. the check, you know? And so mm-hmm. there's that as well. Yeah. I just, I just pulled it up. He said, uh, somebody said one six of your one day increase will save 42 million lives that are knocking on famine's door. And then a few days later, Musk, Musk said, if the WFP, which I guess. Working Families Party? I don't even know. That's my I, guess. I guess it's an organization that deals with poverty or something. But he That's said, if, 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 if the WFP can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. Boo, you know what? That's a, that's a front because they're not about to do that in a Twitter in a Twitter thread. Have an actual conversation, like call, like be like, call me. To me, that's not the, that's not the equivalent. Mm. You don't do business like that. Everybody, yeah. just I'm gonna send six million, six billion. Is that is that a promise? Is that a 
Twitter contract. Mm-hmm. If you really about that, be like, hey, call my offices, send a send a report, because that's how this stuff be happening. Mm-hmm. You're not just about to do that. Sorry, that's a front. That's like a like that's like a comeback. That's mm-hmm. all that is. If you can describe in this Twitter thread how you can spend, I'm gonna need to send you a whole spreadsheet. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, but but if I put it this way. If he let's let's just I mean we we all know this is publicity and all of that, but let's mm-hmm. say he was for real. Let's say he was like, if you can explain to me in this Twitter thread how six billion dollars can I will write the check to help end world to end world hunger. Mm-hmm. Like, man, y'all get on this Twitter thread and do it. <laughs> we, don't email, we don't have to send a, a, an official report with a with a document and other. If if this what he said and he for real, man, put this shit on the Twitter thread and let's end world hunger. Right. The question is, is he for real? That feels like one of those I mean, little yeah, promises yeah. that white people will give to somebody else. Be like, if you do this, I'll do it. And then what happens? They'll be like, oh, well, they'll add another clause. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we seen situations like that? I can't name one right now, but it's kind of like, hey, if you do this, then we'll do this. And it's just like, oh, I didn't really mean it. And you did all that work and people be scrambling, trying to figure shit out. I don't know. Like, to me, that's just, that was very, actually, to me, that was very white of you. It's like, prove it. Prove it. I need to prove to you how this is going to help. You know how money works, mofo. You actually know how money works. Don't, don't request to me how the money is going to work to do this. Mm-hmm. Get out get out of here. You know mm-hmm. how your money works. You know how you, you're trying to get to the, you're trying to get to the effing moon. And you're trying to tell me that you don't know how this money could help, could help a bunch of people have food and, and, and survive. Mm-hmm. You don't need a report for that. Don't be glib. That's a glib comment. It's like, well, send me a report, bitch. No. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Amber. I didn't think about it like that. Screw you. Screw you. Yeah. You trying to get to the moon. Was that him? Or was that both the, of them? Oh, both of them. That's both of them. This year in review. Yeah, niggas out here going to the moon. <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. The way you said that. Niggas out here going to the moon and people still starving like hell. Exactly. Worst year of their lives. Pandemic 2020 to now. Worst combined period of time for people's they, lives. They, okay. Like, I'm out of here, bro. And they and they have quite, I don't know, I don't know what the figures are, but they have multiplied their wealth like and probably on the part because of me, because I started buying stuff from Amazon when it appears. So there's that. For sure. I'm sorry I have contributed to the wealth. But for like sure. Yeah, y'all go, y'all like, man, I don't know what to do with my money. Whew, let's build a spaceship, nigga. <laughs> it's crazy. Enough about the rich white people, though. Let's go to something else. <laughs> what else happened this year that y'all got to talk about? <laughs> uh, what we on? Man, entertainment. We on entertainment, man. What's um? What were some of y'all favorite albums that came out this year? Favorite albums, favorite shows. Okay, we'll start with albums. Okay. We'll go to shows and then we'll go to to movies. Who's gonna start? Oh, Jackie, you look like you got something. I don't, because y'all know I'm not as, as big of a music head as y'all are. I did, yeah, like, I don't wanna. Know. I am. Yeah. Um, and he said so many that he liked, and they just kind of went in one ear and out the other. Um, I don't want to steal your one, Amber, but um, Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Oh, she's the one that did it for me this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Coming up to reach this kind of place where it's just like she's more visible and more people yes. are just talking about her because she's been so good. She's been through so much. Yes. And I'm just like, I just love seeing this like shine that she's experiencing right now. This attention. Absolutely. I just, I'm just so happy for her. And I just identify with, with her in just various ways, like that she's been putting out there more just about, you know, having different insecurities, but trying to push past them. Mm. Um, just wanting to needing to believe in herself in a different way. Like I just I just feel her on so many levels. So I'm just so happy that she's having this moment. When Hotels first came out, me and some of the homegirls, we had a call because we were like, we got to talk about this. Mm. Um, so we had a whole Zoom call. And I remember at, my impression of it at first was like, I'm a little disappointed because it's just like, I love Jasmine, but I wish her topics were different. And I mm. will still say that it's like, I was I was wanting Jasmine and Sullivan to give me like Indiari lyrics, but with Jasmine mm. Sullivan voice um, mm. and, and, uh. and musical sensibilities. But it's like, that's not her experience. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just like some of the music I can't, some of the music and the stories I can't identify with as much because they're not my stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am trying to be more in, um, intentional about the types of words that I sing over my body. You mm-hmm. know, like I remember a long time ago, you know, her song, if I could, like the whole in love with another man. I'm like, do I want to put this over myself? Like, because this feels like a curse. Like, I don't want to necessarily do that. Or like on her album where it's just like, she's like, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid mm-hmm. to do this in one of her songs. Or talking about the other song was like, I'd rather live a lie. So I'm like, all of these are messages that I don't actually want to put into my like body and like own because that's what music is. when you're singing this stuff, you're singing it in into your spirit, into your space, into your life and stuff. And so I feel like some of the tracks on hotels were the similar for me where I'm like, I don't know if I want to sing this over myself. And yet on that call with my friends and at, and since then, I've just seen how so many women identify with this and it just gave them so much voice Um, and that's so valuable and I'm like you know I didn't identify with it and maybe I was a little disappointed in that way yet I want to embrace Jasmine Sullivan as the artist that she is and so this is where she is now and not to try to be like oh I'm evolved past some place and so she needs to get to not to say that at all it's just to say that Ash like I appreciate what she's putting out there, what she is putting out there and what I can respect and identify with is the authenticity, is the honesty, is the vulnerability, um, is the bravery that it takes to say all of the things she's saying um, and mm-hmm. the way that she is elevating other um, voices of Black women. That is beautiful and it's so powerful. And I'm so just, I'm just glad that she's getting a little bit of her roses right now. Like, it, mm. I'm so excited for her. And I just keep looking, thinking about like, how she's going to continue to just make moves and just be out there. Um, One disappointment though, was when she sang the national anthem and it had to be a duet. Like that to me was like ridiculous. Remember it was at the Super Bowl or something. I don't remember what the event was, but she sang it with that white man, whoever. I don't remember any of that. Jasmine Sullivan could have done this completely by herself. She did not Mm. need, I don't know if they were trying to bring like people together, like a racial, you know, um, collaboration or something, but she didn't need him at mm. all. She was totally fine by herself. Um, and her voice on it was just so beautiful. So I just, I just love her. I'm so happy for her. And I love how she, I don't know if y'all haven't been checking out her stories, but she always get into some silliness in her stories on Instagram. Oh, like she's nice. always, she, she puts out a question to the fans and like, she'll be asking them, what are some of their hotels? And so um, they, they be sharing them and it's like, it's crazy. So it's so <laughs> juicy. It's so good. I think she's going to get on it. 
I think she still has them saved on her um on her stories, like you know, in the highlights. Mm-hmm. Chuck is amazing and funny and interesting. And then at the same time, she put out things where she she asks people to just ask her any questions, and so she just answers them. And I just I just love how, what she's doing right now. So yeah. I'm a big fan of Jasmine Sullivan, and Jasmine Sullivan is winning in 2021 to me. So she was one of my highlights um, of the year. I'm gonna tell you something that she's not winning yet for me. And this is might or might not be any of her fault. I don't know. Them ticket prices for her yeah. gatherings. Yeah. Ooh, I was like, this yesterday's is... price is. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see. So it was because the hotels the though. Oh, yes, it was because price. all of those people bought up her tickets and are reselling them. It's all the resellers, um, oh. and that's the problem. She was she did not have those prices. And, okay. and that's what sucks because the prices are now like it's a thousand dollars, twelve hundred, excuse me, like three hundred dollars, and nobody, a lot of people can't do that. Because I was like, oh, I'm getting me a Jasmine Sullivan. She was she yeah. announced this tour. Let's go. And then mm-hmm. it's like Atlanta, a thousand dollars or something. I'm like, mm. yeah. Guess I'll be oh. watching a live performance via whatever <laughs> it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I like Jasmine Sullivan. 20, 2021 was definitely definitely the year going off of uh, Jasmine Sullivan was the year just black women R&B in general because your girl Summer Walker man, Walker did man, release she, did you like her album? I listened to about half of it it was good I like that song um, that bitch your ex for a reason I was like this <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the city girls on it <laughs> for a reason uh, I was like man like her Ari, uh, I love I mean Ari Lane is like my favorite out of that whole um, generation but mm-hmm. um, but yeah man Summer Walker man um, who else had dropped somebody else had dropped too um, uh, I love Big Lotto I, I, I love I love that shorty you know Big Lotto. I know who this person is Big Lotto uh, Mulatto she came out like her and- oh Mulatto yeah. She lost me at her name, so I haven't followed her since. Yeah, that's why she changed. That's why she changed. Cool. But I thought she was just Lotto. She's big Lotto now. Yeah, she big Lotto. I I love. I just love her energy. She she young. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, her album is called Big Lotto, and her name is Lotto. Oh, I, oh no, she oh, is Lotto, Lotto, known professionally as Lotto or Big Lotto. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. They always say Big Lotto when she be doing stuff, but but yeah, um, yeah, I just I I think I think black women doing their thing, and you know what I'm saying in music um this year man and i i just I, I i love it i love it i love it i love it um so what other albums did i check out this year i'm trying to think i feel like the year just keep going well while you're doing that i gotta say honestly my uh my favorite album this year i was talking to some of my homeboys it's it's a done deal Nas's king disease too really mm. oh man let me tell you something that album, man. Like I, when it came out, I was I, I was texting everybody that I knew that cared. I was like, bro, this <laughs> album right here is yeah. Like for real, Nas King Disease Two definitely top notch. Um, twenty or uh, not twenty one, J Cole off season definitely top notch. Um, this this dude, I mean he he he's kind of known but not mainstream known. But his name is Russ. Mm-hmm. He got an album called Chomp too. He's mm-hmm. like, he's I don't know what he is. He's he got to be like Indian or something. But when I tell you this dude is a monster lyricist, mm-hmm. 
has the best of the best rappers on his album and he's going toe-to-toe with them Ludacris, the game um um west side like the whole griselda boys um mm-hmm. snoop Dogg, like he got the best of the best on there and he's doing verses with these dudes styles p going hard i'm talking mm-hmm. about everybody mm-hmm. like yo this dude is nick for real and he not even his he like indian or something but the dude is nice he from atlanta and hey. the dude is nice like huh. nice. okay like if you like if you like hip hop in in terms of like lyricists like real mm-hmm. rappers like people who can really spit bars, mm-hmm. Russ Chomp too, man. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, he didn't drop an album this year, but JD T- Time Magazine Person of the Year take Elon Musk off of there and put JD Kiss on the cover. Really? Because <laughs> in that verses, verses with him and Dipset. Yeah, you know, the, I ain't say him the locks and dipset, and that nigga Jada Kids just came spitting. <laughs> that joint went stupid viral. Jada Kids mm-hmm. is absolutely by like he solidified himself. Top five MCs of all time. Jada Kids time person mag time person of the year. Well, speaking of that, what you think about what Jay Z said about nobody can come against him? I, I see you hate what you gonna say. What you gonna say? He's not wrong. <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong. No, the only person who I think could do it is his boo. Oh, a Beyonce versus Jay Z versus. Ooh. That would that would break the internet. Would, yeah, it would break the internet. Hear mm-hmm. you, hear you. Are we the first mm-hmm. people to suggest this? I want to say we are. Can Beyonce and Jay Z do a versus? That would be amazing. That'll be dope. Mm-hmm. And you know it'll be friendly because they probably do friendly competition. Anyway. I mean, of course, yeah, of course, but it would be, be amazing. Oh so, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll probably that'll probably be a dope, a, 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 a cool versus. I would love mm-hmm. if it was fake unfriendly though. It would be funny if it was like like more like aggressive kind of energy, like mm-hmm. nigga, please. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. I would I'm sure it. it'll be a little because they're both like competitive. I don't think you reach like that caliber of artist without being like a competitive person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying like competing against others, but like just wanting to be the best. Mm-hmm. And so I I could see just that spirit it's coming so out. Good. But you know, versus doesn't do cross genres, but I do think crossing the genres would be funny to be like. I mean, but actually, Beyonce is kind of becoming a rapper now. <laughs> She's kind of been a rapper for some years now, so maybe mm-hmm. she can just do her rap tracks, which would be hilarious. That would be. I would. I would be there. I would be so prepared for that versus. I'm like, mm-hmm. I sign up for whatever app or anything <laughs> needs to mm-hmm. be done. I'm like planting myself in front of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be excellent. Good. That'll still be Jay Z versus Jay Z because I believe Jay Z go goes right and Beyonce raps. Sam line. You give my what? girl some credit. <laughs> Quick point. Well, I mean, obviously she has writers who write, so I don't think <laughs> he writes. Writer, the nigga in the in the songwriter Hall of Fame. No, I don't think he. I don't think he. Married to the songwriter Hall of Fame. No, I'm sure he has helped write some. I don't think he has written all of them. I don't think he's written all of them by himself. Who was who was writing? Hey, what you doing? Yeah, I'm doing my fun. That's in my scene. Exactly. Was, she's been rapping since her writings on the wall days. Exactly. She's corny. I could tell she wrote that. 
You a hater. You a hater. I know Jason Lee right there. He was like, bro. We ain't that cool yet. By the time she got like deja vu, you could her rap started, her her lyrics started changing. I'm like, oh. Beyonce this because she wasn't smoking. 15 anymore. Yeah, she wasn't a little girl. She wasn't a teenager. And granted, I don't know who actually wrote those lyrics, but I'm gonna just say that. Just I'm, but I'm did. just saying, but you can, t- but but all I'm saying is that the the closer her and Jay Z got, and when they got married and all of that, her bars and her flow got better. And all may want to attribute that to growth. I'm attributing that to the fact that you went one of the greatest rappers of all time. Both. They're Both. not mutually exclusive. She start, She's not only no longer 16 years old, she's also a grown-ass woman, you know? So there's like, you got, she's growing, it's, it's beyond, it's decades. Literally mm-hmm. decades. And then, yeah, you are with the great, one, somebody who will call themselves the greatest rapper of all time. And so, yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to get some influence there for sure. But to say that he's writing her lyrics is a different story. I believe he, I believe he <laughs> writing her lyrics and she probably writing his hooks. I don't believe he be having, he could have super dope, you know what I'm saying? Verses and melodies on hooks before, you know, I, I believe they definitely influence each other. That's the purpose. I can go with it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that co- collaboration, I suppose. I suppose it's fine. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something about being a rapper and lyricist that, you know, I want to give her all of the credit. I just believe in <laughs> You got to come at the beehive like, all right, listen. Maybe not albums, but individual tracks that I enjoyed this year from Black Women, um, mm. Be Alive by Beyonce, coming out from oh, Selena mm-hmm. and um, what was the King Richard movie? Um, yeah, that was a good one. It's just like I just love Beyonce, so I'm just like, it feels so good to be alive. It's just like, yes, man, let's let's be. Let's, I want to sing that instead of you know the hardness of the, the past few years. And then also, my favorite Black all Parade time, this year, or was that last year? I think that was last year. Like, was it? Was it last yeah. year? Two years ago. The other song that I really love, famous lyricist favorite lyricist of all time who's come out of woodworks lauren hill with her song on the heart of they fall soundtrack i played that a quadrillion times as soon as it come out yes you didn't hear the song i mean i know she she also came out she was on nas's song she was she was was, i mean nas's album but she had a song on the heart of they fall and i love that song so i'm just like i gotta go listen to that i'm just i'm just i just love hearing lauren's voice i just love hearing her voice so those are my favorites Cool. All right. Well, since you talked about King Richard, then let's go ahead and transition to movies. Movies. What movies did y'all see, man? King Richard was a good one. King Richard. I did. I haven't watched it. I did enjoy it. Really? I did enjoy it a lot. Top notch. Top notch. The first thing that came to mind, though, were a couple of shows. And they both happen to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix getting all my money. Well, no, they get my sister's money. Never mind. <laughs> but they're getting all my viewing. They're getting yeah. my viewing. What do you mean? Um, you got it. You got it. So <laughs> you got it. There you go. Here you go. Yeah, I pay. I pay for other things. Okay, my brother. I pay for Amazon. You really got to explain to this hater. <laughs> I'm not a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing what Netflix designed Netflix to be, which is a sharing platform. No matter what, it, and that's why Netflix doesn't even care. Netflix does not even care. They're like, yeah, three or four accounts. You just can't have like 
you can't have them running on like 15 devices. They're like, we know y'all are doing this, but you know, <laughs> we're going to monitor y'all a little. And at the same time they have, if you want to pay a little bit more, you can have more, even more devices, right? Mm. So Netflix knows what they're doing and they still making billions of dollars. They, I, they're I, fine. Yes. They're like, I, I don't care. Man. Share it. Yes. Watch it. I, you, we still going to get I believe money. in taking from the establishment. The establishment took from Correct. The, the, Correct. So many centuries. Correct. I'm fine. So, did y'all watch um Bridgerton? Oh, I did year? watch Bridgerton. I watched it this year. Was it this year? Yes, I can't remember. This year has been long. It was, early, sure. early. it was like right at the top of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did watch Bridgerton. I did. I enjoyed Bridgerton. Mm. Bridgerton was fun. And I also enjoyed Lupin. Lupin. <gasps> I love Lupin. I love that was what that has been one of my favorites. I love it, love it, love it. And I love watching it actually with the subtitles because I like seeing them speak in French and mm. hearing how they're like the intonation and stuff because it's just like it's different when they say it in a language. And I can just mm-hmm. tell, even though of course reading it isn't the best. So, but like I watched it in with the subtitles and then I watched it almost all the way again with the English voiceover. Cause I'm like, mm. I also want to see how they um how how that changed. Um, the mm-hmm. whole experience too because I really loved it I really did love it mm-hmm. the one did that you watch I did, it John uh, I did not watch it I didn't go watch ahead it. and put that on the list it's mm-hmm. really Lupin good, good. I think I, I want to say I started it I'm just looking up some of the top movies this top movies and shows this year um I think I started it but I didn't I, I watched like maybe one one and a half episodes um Something I didn't enjoy, but I watched it all because I couldn't stop watching it was Squid Games. <laughs> I ain't watched it. I watched that thing. It, is, it says, it says a, I mean, what's your perspective on Squid Games, Jackie? I enjoyed it. I mean, it is gory. I probably won't watch it again. If there is a season two, I'm torn on whether I'll watch it, but it it's one of those shows that just came highly recommended like from every angle I was getting watch Squid Games watch Squid Games um and so I did and plus at the time there were so many memes coming out about it that I was like obviously everybody's watching it let me see what all this hype is about um and I I mean I thought it was it's like one of those you know dystopian type uh series and I love dystopian, um, like, I don't even know if it, that's its own genre, maybe a subgenre of something, but, you know, from like the Matrix to the Hunger Games, I just enjoy like dystopian um, entertainment. I don't know what that says about me or the world or folks, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I mean, it, it, it's successful too, because people are living this and, and being able to, mm-hmm. I think for what, what made Squid Games interesting is the way that the director and the writer combined such, I guess, universal kind of mm-hmm. issues and things that people have. So you talk about competition, you throw a little bit of love in there, you throw in mm-hmm. family dynamics, um, you throw in money, money and economics. It's, a, it's such a driver. And because you also, you can't have the conversation about economics without poverty in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you're having, and, and also debt, you know, and stress 
So it's like, they're talking in a sense, it's like, you have this whole thing about like all these stressed out people, like, like you see the impact of stress and how stress can lead to a lot of bad decisions. But then what is a bad decision when you are completely stressed and when you want to like liberate yourself, what does it mean to be free? You know, so it's all of those conversations of like freedom and and bondage. It's like, what, what are we enslaved to? I think that was a big piece of things that just people identify with because we are, we feel that sense of slavery to some things and you want to get free. And what will people do to free themselves? People will go to drastic measures to free themselves from something that feels like enslavement. And so I think, I feel like that's why so many people identify with it because it's like, you're just kind of watching it and it's just like, it's an allegory in a sense. Um, it's metaphorical, but then you could also imagine how, like, could this actually happen in the real world? Like, could this happen? I, now, the way you explained that, I might watch it now. Because Well, know, I mean, it, the other part of it that was interesting to me is this is completely in another country. This is a Korean film and it's just, it was Korean, right? I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just like, it also sensitizes me to being an outsider of a culture. And so not knowing some the way that they do comedy in some ways and having to get accustomed to that even. And I appreciate it not, I appreciate it being a non-American film. So it's just like, yeah, there's so much more I need to learn about culture, different cultures and different, like, you know, why this works in this way. It's just, it, I, I felt good about that too. However, I did not feel good about like what I was watching. I'm very sensitive to gore and all that mm. kind of stuff. And it was, it is completely gory that's why I don't think I would watch the second season I'm sure I can imagine maybe where it would go but I cannot squid game the images to me are so strong I can I, I don't think I can ever get them out of my head because they were just they were that like well done unfortunately <laughs> well fortunately and unfortunately it's just like the visuals are just like wow whoever came up with this you you really it's just it's just well done in that sense but and I, but I can never get these images out of my head I'll never, nothing else I've seen looks like that. Um, I will say that after that first yeah, game, the first, yeah, the first game, the first game, but I was, I, after I knew what it was, I was prepared. I was like, I know <laughs> I can sense what's coming, the shift in the music. I will avert my eyes. Um, Cause that first one was gory. The most horrible train wreck I could not stop. <laughs> yep. It was horrible for me. It was horrible. Other people with John, don't be afraid because other people would be like, You watch what's, what's that one that everybody loves? Um, it starts with a G or is it a G? That show, the, the it's the show that went on for a long time and then had oh, a Game terrible ending. Yes, Game Anatomy. Oh, what did you say? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Yeah, he is going on for a lot. Is it still on? I think so. I don't know. I'm like, y'all still talking? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't busted all of the, all of the human condition? <laughs> Game of Thrones, yeah. But people say Game of Thrones is really graphic and stuff. And so if you can handle that, you can handle this. I just didn't ever watch Game of Thrones for that very reason. I don't like the balance. And you know what and- I prefer? So Black women, I feel like had a good year this year in terms of some of the media that came out. Insecure came back out, finishing their, oh, finishing their final season. Speaking of you that, know, Issa, Issa is winning. Okay, go. No, I just I just heard or like I saw on Twitter that um, they re-recorded the end of the final episode. Really? Yes, like two weeks ago or so. 
Oh, really? Yes. I heard so, they had two, though. I heard they had like two, two or three endings. Well, maybe this is another, the second ending or a third or a fourth or whatever it was, but it's now a new, a new ending. So I am looking forward to the DVD version with the outtakes or whatever it's going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Because I, I would love, love to see all of that stuff. I will say, though, as much as I love Insecure, I felt like in some ways the dialogue was lacking this um, this time. And where it was lacking, the show Harlem on Amazon Prime gave it to me. Like, I, I am watching Harlem again with my friends who are here, my friend who is here in town with me. Like, mm. I love Harlem. It is, it is, I mean, in some ways, it's like, can you kind of, it's, is it predictable? You can kind of find out what's happening yeah sure whatever but it's I, I love it I love it so much it's I'm really telling, good. like black women watch Harlem go watch Harlem it's enjoyable you will laugh it talks about a lot of different topics I feel like they're handling the topics as well as they can and within the time frame that they can I mm-hmm. feel like some people like I was reading reviews I'm like some of y'all just be expecting too much I don't know people mm-hmm. really I feel like okay let me say this I feel like these days people just want everything to be a documentary sometimes it's Mm. like if it isn't as completely as true to life and like researched to the beginning of time a a specific Mm. topic people are so nitpicky and just like well they should have done this and they should have been true to this and I'm like this is fiction Mm -hmm. fiction. Mm -hmm. they have a time frame to do so many things and so in some ways I feel like expectations of these internet weirdos right now in which everybody can be an internet weirdo in their own way everybody (laughs) everybody is focused on whatever they focus on I right. just feel like mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate some of the, the the reviews that I saw of Harlem, but I love it. And I feel like it's also one of those things that Black women can identify with. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily expect a lot of other um, races to enjoy it that much. Um, they could enjoy it, but I don't really care. But I feel like if a lot of Black women or Black people were to watch it, they would just be like, this is that, this is that. So I super mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, insecure I'm not insecure Harlem with that though there was Queens John I know you were watching didn't you say you watched Queens 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 started off a little rocky for me I was like what is this but after like the second third episode I was like okay yeah Brandy and Eve and what's her name I never remember her name I feel bad the one from 3LW what's her name Turi Naughton yes okay yes um her and then the the random i guess latina woman i don't know who she is but it is a it is i would also say it's a train wreck of a show but in a completely (laughs) different way it's not a squid game train wreck it's a tyler perry train wreck type of situation Mm -hmm. um but it is it's fun it's fun to watch it's entertaining it's Mm -hmm. definitely tropish um but i'm happy to see them on the screen i'm happy to see brandy spitting bars now i don't know who's writing these lyrics on queens but i think they're not i think they're pretty hot i think it's pretty good um so the other show that uh, black women are on because I love to see black women in the medium. Um, our kind of people with Yaya. Yaya is yeah, yeah. I need to start it. America's oh, next oh, top man. model. I mean, yeah, she was I back there in those days. We knew she was the one who she was trying to be super black and Afrocentric. She was like, my hair is important, and everybody was like, she don't need to make it this big of a deal. But I'm glad that she has made it a big deal for all these years because she is one of the only America's Next Top Model contestants who did not win, who's still out there and doing her thing. And so she's starring in this yes. show, Our Kind of People. I sheepishly call it them, those kind of people or them kind of people, because it's funny to me. Um, mm. The story did kind of, t- it went slow, but I think they're doing a good job. I think it just needs to kind of, it just needs time to continue to unfold. But I'm happy to see Black women on TV with that one too. So 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a good year in that way. I got me some shows out of it. I need to start watching that one. I do remember when it came out and I was like, all right, during during like the winter break, I'll probably, you know, try to watch it. Mm-hmm. And the other one that came out was um, the Black Wonder Years. And I was like, I'm going to oh, give that yes. a little look I too. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the Black Wonder Years. It's such mm-hmm. a good family TV. Like if anybody with their kids can watch the can watch the Wonder Years. It's, it's, it, and I like the way that they address issues because Mm. they they touch them lightly they get to it but they they come off of it in a way that I think is healthy so that you can kind of keep having the conversation that you can keep like if you are a parent you can take the conversation further I feel Mm. um but it's like it makes it enjoyable enough to just kind of be like this is still feels light like light tv to me at least because of all the heavy tv I think I watch my other appreciation is that it's censoring a little black boy um, which we all know we need more images of little black boys on television and, and little black girls on television to humanize them, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. apparently people don't consider us humans. It's a strange thing. But I appreciate that they let this little boy be a little boy. He's not some magical wizard ass kid he, who's, you know, deserving of a TV show. He's just a regular little black boy and that feels so good because I feel like anytime we're going to see black children on tv they got to be a genius or they got to be you know like mm. smart guy it's like the only mm-hmm. thing his own show is because he's a little black whiz kid right mm-hmm. um, or like whatever other show but he's just a regular black kid and he they let him be a child and I feel like we need to have more of that on tv so I really enjoyed it in that way yo shout out shout out to all those shows man uh um I was thinking about some of the shows that are that we're leaving in 2021, unfortunately. Oh. And one of the biggest shows, even though it's, it is, you know, I, I, I think that show is a big marker for why a lot of these other shows are successful. And that's Blackish. So shout out to Blackish. Mm. Oh. In the series. Oh. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just like, wow, like it's definitely the end of an era. Definitely. oh interesting yeah definitely the end of but blackish def i think blackish did something with black folks on mainstream television in this like really funny quirky way um that really set the stage for you know shows like insecure shows like harlem um mm-hmm. when you was talking about harlem i was thinking about godfather harlem i know that mm-hmm. came out in like 2019 but um if y'all not watching godfather harlem i highly 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 recommend godfather harlem um oh my i mean i I love history and i love the 50s and 60s era the black power movement civil rights and all of that but you just see how much the drug game politics the black church the nation of islam like how they all just kind of they they all work with and against each other. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. the sake of where, why we are here, where why we are where we are today. You know what I'm saying? And it shows how complicated black life is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it told, tells the story of Bumpy Johnson, a gangster who, you know, he sold heroin. Yeah, he, you know, did a lot to disrupt life in his community. Granted, he wasn't the only one. You know what I'm saying? It was all, all kind of drug dealers and gangsters. It was a lot of it was the Italians and whatnot um but um but but yeah you know it it, like the fact that they showed they showed how these people like work together and how the lines between good and evil and righteous righteous and ratchet good and evil legal and Mm. so blurred 
when it comes to what black people got to do. Now, maybe white people can live by those rigid lines, but black folks, we got to dip into the underworld sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got to, you know, the, you know, the pastors got to, got to do business with the gangsters. The gangsters mm. got to do business with the politicians. The politicians got to go to the churches. We all, you know, the, the, the Christians got to go to the, to the Muslim ministers. You know, we all got to work together to get to where we at. So I, it's a, it's an incredible show. So that show would be Blood and Water. That's the other one I need to check out. Before we get to Blood and Water, I'll say on Godfather of Harlem that the person who plays Malcolm X does such an excellent job. My goodness. And I'm definitely bending this next week. Lonnie, Jen, something, deal, come, something, something. I can't wait to bend this. They they do, yeah, they're amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. But Shout out, shout out to the Nigerians, shout out to the South Africans, man. South African Nigerians did they thing with music this year. Your boy Wiz mm. kid, all them. Nigerians took over, and I'm and I'm here yeah. for it. Made in Legos, I'm here for it. But mm-hmm. good South Africans know how to make a doggone story. On on on, they they know. I how need to, to, yeah, I need to get on that. Maybe even today as I grade. Two. I've been watching. Oh, well, speaking of South Africa, there's this. Oh, sorry, there's this girl named Bule who I love. Um, yeah, she's South look- African. She's so good. I love her. She put out an album this year, and I. She's my number one track in the 2020. My 2021 replay. Like Ooh. I love her. I love her. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to that man. Um. Yeah. I know we had to move on to the. Uh. What was it? The social justice or political? Even though we kind yeah. of. But, but yeah. But I mean. Yeah, we touched on some of the stuff earlier, but this was also, you know, a really interesting year for some stuff related to, I don't know, I'll say Black justice, justice in quote marks, because I haven't found like the right word to describe it, but um, thinking about the convictions of um, white folks, specifically white police officers and white vigilantes who have um, been convicted of crimes. And those crimes are specifically either murder or manslaughter um, against um, black folks that they either stopped in the street for like a a traffic offense or something like that, or some other sort of suspected activity. Um, And again, whether those were cops or vigilantes. So, Kim Potter recently, uh, was this yesterday or, you know, just like a couple days ago, um, found guilty on manslaughter of Dante Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Chauvin found guilty um, for uh, George Floyd. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember their names, the goons down. Yeah, they don't deserve um, to be. <laughs> None of them need to be named, but yeah that murdered Ahmaud Arbery um and that I mean that whole situation was just like a mess with like in in terms of like the cover-up and the non-charges and stuff like that and the way the defense invoked um black religion and tried to have like a side trial of black pastorhood um but yeah I mean just at the end of the day juries actually reaching a unanimous decision that these folks were guilty and deserve to be held accountable Mm -hmm. at least in the way that we understand accountability now Mm -hmm. 
that I, we've we've never seen we've never seen that wow mm. yeah I mean I think that um I, I I love to see it and I'm I'm hoping it's not just a trend I'm I'm and I, what I like to think is that mm. the resistance the more mm. violent I don't even like to call it violent the more aggressive forms of resistance in 2020 mm. the burning of cities the burning mm. of cities the blowing up of cop cars blowing up you can't tell me that that don't have an effect Absolutely. I'm, I'm all for peaceful protest. Don't get it twisted. I'm all for peaceful protest. I don't. I don't want to see no nobody dying. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. Mm. Not that it's a pretty thing to see cities and and stuff on fire and all of that. But if that's the only thing you understand, that's fear. Some some people say. Yeah. I know it's. I know it's a podcast. Um, and one of the questions they ask is, "Would you rather be loved or would you rather be feared?" Mm. And I, you know, I generally say love, you know what I'm saying? I want to be loved. I want people to love me, whatever, you know, but I remember, I think it was Chico Bean or somebody who said feared and he was like, and it's not a good thing, but unfortunately you will get more people to do what they need to do for you out of fear than out of love. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately that, and, and when I really had to sit and think about it, I was like, he's right. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to you have to have a certain level of power and wield power in order to get a lot of larger things accomplished. Most a lot of uh, most people on a on a grander scale are not gonna do a lot of things for you out of mm -hmm. I'm not talking about like your friends or family and something like that. I'm I'm talking about when you're talking about business, when you're talking about politics, when you, Barack Obama talks about it in his book. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's about what you can negotiate how you can put your power against another person's power and then all those all those civil rights bills and stuff that got passed that was passed not because white folks loved us it was because mm -hmm. we don't want we fear them bringing all these people to the capital we fear them bringing uh -huh. all these to the you know to, to the bridge we fear the way in which the other you know we fear mm -hmm. the way in which the world is looking at us we fear mm -hmm. the loss of money you know, South Africa got rid of apartheid mm -hmm. because they feared the loss of money in their businesses because America started to die. That is, mm -hmm. it's not love. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so mm -hmm. so when I think about that, I'm like, I, and, and, and what you were saying about mm -hmm. all these people getting, I'm like, that is all driven off of, I believe in a lot of ways, white folks and the country are having a certain level of fear for various reasons, fear of the collective resistance of black folks, fear of the narrative of the United States, fear of the larger um, levels of, of consciousness that is being elevated within white folks, fear mm -hmm. of, a, of a critical race theoretical idea that is now becoming mainstream in academia. Mm -hmm. Like it is the fear of these things that I think is what's, is, 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 is what's driving mm. um, some of this stuff. And so we just have to look at that as a victory for us and say, continue to put our foot on that gas, continue to keep our foot on their necks. Do not be afraid to do what it is that we need to do to ensure that justice is served for our people and to ensure that we are treated equally, period. Agreed. So are you saying in 2022, I need to become a goon? 
because I'm okay with becoming a goon hey. or becoming a mobster. Because I already have my mobster name. It's Ambina Dibadanza. Remember, you were prepared. Prepared with that goon name. I'm Ambina Dibadanza. That's my goon side. It comes out when I'm elevated. And um, it. I think that's so interesting, that power, that fear versus love thing. I got to contend with that because mm-hmm. I, I think I can be in a bit mm-hmm. of an idealist sometimes. Like, it's the love. It's the love. It's motivating. The fear. Yeah, I mean, I think that, <sighs> there's, that there's a place where like love when there is like interpersonal relationship. When you're talking about like systems, that's when like that's when you're talking about these other dynamics of like fear and power and stuff Mm because we're not necessarily I mean this is a a whole nother conversation that we probably could pick up at at another time but like when we're talking about um like what life looks like for us we're not necessarily talking about the one person that we see like like for example if I'm walking in Target which living in central Pennsylvania it's likely to happen that I might see somebody in like a MAGA outfit or whatever or a hat or whatever the case is my issue is not with them it's with like that whole structure that empowers Mm. them Mm-hmm. And so in order, and that, that is speaking to like the power that's speaking to fear. Um, that's the system that deserves all that heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the individuals that make up that system, like perhaps there's room for us to, to have those individual like love mm-hmm. and like switch, but, but that takes time, time that we don't have. Like we need to come at this system and that system deserves that he and if you happen to be a person who is a part of that at that moment Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you Mm -hmm. that is I've never considered that ever in that way I love that you separated out the system and the individual perhaps the individual needs love or could use love but the system needs fear Mm -hmm. the system needs that 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 work (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh that's that's deep that's heavy for me I'm so ready for a change of career. So like after I watched this Godfather of Harlem, no telling what Amber's gonna come back at in 2022. If Amber comes back in 2022 as bumpy Camila, we don't we I don't know what what we're gonna do with that. I'm ready for another name change. A whole new way to finance Street Academy Podcast. <laughs> all of us go have the best microphone thing going what happened i got this shit me coming i got this you know what i'm saying from man well we got to be straight i'm ready to be a goon man i gotta start working out man i gotta be able to fight but i ain't really trying to fight i can use weapons I ain't really trying to shoot nobody. <laughs> I guess really thinking this through. <laughs> Again, what I told you, you have a way with words. You have a way with getting people to do things and start. You could talk. Kind of like how Olivia Pope created such an instrumental relationship with Hook. 
that Hook would do anything for her. Like he was like, he would kill for her. He would do all this stuff. He would yeah. die for her. I feel like you have that kind of power to where you wouldn't have to know how to fight, but you know how to <laughs> bring people into your movement. Get somebody to to die for whatever movement you got going on. So John, you just narrated Amber's villain origin story. Oh, I, I, I want Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. This is Frank. 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 Freeway. Freeway. Camila. This is the origin story. Al Camila. We have it. We have it. Al Camila. We have awakened the beast. Yeah, I'm telling you, she'll she be. She'll By be, this time next year, I might have gold rings. The godmother of Atlanta. That's what I said. I'm going to be the godmother of Atlanta. We're going yeah, <laughs> to see where this goes. Yeah, for oh sure. Goodness. Man. All right, y'all. I know, I know we about to we about to close this thing out, man. Real quick, super, super quick. Um, man, I just want to thank y'all for another year personally. Mm-hmm. We did this thing, y'all. We uh Amber's in character. Like she she, she <laughs> I'm in this thing. She in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mother of Decatur, she in. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Switch that up real quick. I know who I am. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, another great year Street Academy podcast. Um, we didn't really talk about our our episodes. I guess we could do that another. We usually do that on our anniversaries anyway, when we kind of go through our um our, our episodes. But uh, great year. Um, just super super quick. What are some? What are just one or two things you want to? you want to do in 2022 some things you want to change some you know a goal an idea uh you know whatever super super quick um i know for me i want to become more independent mm-hmm. um uh financially continue to build my business um and just continue to work on myself seek peace um and just and 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 happiness and joy and learning how to surrender continue to learn how to let go let the most high continue to work and just do amazing things in my life you know i know that we said that we weren't going to talk about rona but like that is a big part of my new year's resolution um i a few weeks ago like once before Omarion hit, um, I booked a trip. Um, and I just had been thinking, and I was talking to um, Kunle about this, about the fact that um, before the Rona, I traveled a lot. And that was like really important to me just in terms of like being a balanced person, you know, that's kind of like my outlet. Like some people have whatever their outlets are. Mine was at least once a year, probably twice a year, just like going somewhere, sitting on a beach, you know, just having that moment. And I haven't done it 
because of, you know, restrictions and just concerns about like health and spreading the virus and all that stuff. But I came to a realization, even with Omarion spreading, that it feels to me that there's little to no concern for who I am outside of what I can produce for this economy. Mm. And so it's perfectly fine for me to show up and be in a room and sit with close to a hundred people every day. Cause I teach and I have different classes coming in and out um, as we seek to get our economy back to normal. But when it comes to my leisure in terms of travel, going to beaches, like that's when I have to like cut it off. That, like that's when I have to be like, no, we, we are in a pandemic. Like don't do anything unnecessary. And I'm like unnecessary for who? Mm-hmm. Like me being in a room with a hundred other people doesn't feel necessary given the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but me being on a beach once a year just to get my mind together feels extremely necessary. Right. And so in this next year, I want to be really intentional about prioritizing my health and wellness as a Black woman who this country does not care (laughs) about who I am and Mm. like those particular parts of my identity at all. So I want to be intentional about prioritizing that over, um, over the economy. And so that might mean that I have my classes on Zoom for the whole semester because I need to be other places. And that's like the safest thing for me. Um, so that's my goal going into the new year to, to be out. Good. Mm. Oh. I feel that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, and just and just you saying, like everyone's focused on getting the economy back to normal, but they're not focused on getting the people back to normal. Mm. We're not okay. We're, mm. not, we're not okay. And I keep seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. I have two things. Um, one sound, might sound oversimplified, but it's something that I just, it's here and it's just do it. It's yeah. just do it. That's one of the things It's just like, just start whatever the thing is that I want to do. Just do it, Amber. That, that's what I've been getting that message for like the last month or two. And I'm like, that's my, that's going to be one of my things for 2022 is, you know, to kind of move beyond the perfectionism, the desire for perfection, um, which is really just a fear of, mm. of failure in a sense, or a fear of um, judgment or rejection, um, insecurities, all those things. I just want to move beyond that and just like, like fear of not knowing enough to do something, um, not having the background for something, just do it. Um, because I think I struggle with needing to feel like in order to be it, I need to do it when I can already be it just because I am, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, no one needs to tell you sometimes that you already are this. And so it's like, sometimes the only people who get to to be considered they are it is that they're doing it. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are stuck in jobs that don't really feel like themselves, but they're, so they can't do the thing that they really want to do. And so they don't feel like they can be that. Um, Like for example, for me, one is like coaching or like even a, a singer or a rapper or an artist when they're just like, in order for me to be an artist, I have to be producing art, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. like, you can be mm-hmm. an artist. If you're an artist, you're an artist, you know? Or it's just like, well, if I'm a musician, I got to be producing albums. I got to be releasing stuff. You know, it's that kind of pressure, but it's just like, um, no one has to credential you to be the thing that you already know that you are. The thing that you are 
is, is, is that. Um, so that's something that I'm reminding myself of um, and that I am it already. Um, and so, but attached to that too, is to start doing the things that I just want to do. Like, I don't have to be a mainstream artist. I can, do, I can be an artist. I can produce my stuff because I'm going to produce my stuff. It doesn't have to reach a million views. It just needs to be what I want it to be, like created, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's the thing where I, I have felt that pressure of needing the outside validation of others or of like some institution to say, hey, now you are certified to be this or to, to whatever. Um, when, if you, if you want to create music, create music. That's it, be it, you know, just do it. And, and if like I created a video, um, I shared it with, shared it with y'all. Like, it's like, I'm going to record a video. I didn't go to no film school. I'm not necessarily trying to go to film school, but if I want to make something, I can make it because I can, I can, you know? So that's one thing. And the other thing I had an epiphany in therapy. So one thing I'm keep going to therapy because it's great. Um, it's been allowing me the space for more processing and I will one day at a separate time with y'all be able to go into how I came to this revelation. But one is just to pick me. I'm picking me. Pick yeah. me, especially as a woman, as a black woman. Um, I pick, but just as a person picking me, I don't need to wait for anybody else to tell me who I am or to make me feel like I belong or to make me feel valuable. I pick mm. me and I'm going to start picking me every single time I pick me. So that's where I am. That's 2022. And along with that, one more thing I am going to be Ambina Dibadanza, the <laughs> godmother. I like of Decatur, where it's greater. I love Godmother Decatur. Instigator, moderator, Amber, Amber Demanza, what'd you say? Oh, no, it's Ambina Dibadanza. Ambina Dibadanza. Ambina Dibadanza. That's That's my Italian mob name. I feel like I was an Italian mob wife or actual mobster in a past life. I'm sure I was. Dibadanza, yo. Whole new brain for Street Academy podcast. <laughs> Whole new brand. Yo, the next time, the next time we do, um, we do uh, photos, a photo shoot. We gotta dress in some gangster. <laughs> oh my goodness! That'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be fun. That'd be crazy. So, it's been that wait. Before I do that, all hearts and minds clear. Everybody good? We good? Yes. Let 2021 out. It's done. It's been another episode, y'all. Street Academy Podcast, where we keep one foot in the academy and one foot in the streets. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Thank y'all for uh, commenting and subscribing and comp and DMing and all those different things. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, uh, make sure y'all follow us at Street Academy Podcast. You can follow us individually at J. Paul Grant, at Amber Camilla, at Jack of the Mission, on all the things. And with that being said, we out. See y'all gotcha. too. Bye. <laughs> But you know got their feet apart, the neck of the haters, the game and the devil I can't